What is up, world? John Shute here for another Anchor Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of being with Michael Blaustein. Michael, how are we doing today? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's a privilege. <laughs> the privilege is all mine. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, Michael, you know, I know that you've been kind of tuning into some of my other podcasts, and uh, you reached out recently. Uh, and shared some pretty inter- pretty interesting information about um, your history, what projects you're working on, some perspectives of yours. Um, you mentioned, you know, that you're not specifically in the cannabis business, but you know, have some thoughts. Uh, I've been an investor, yeah. I've been a yeah. user. So, uh, let's kick things off by just kind of, you know, where where are you from, and um, what are you working on right now? Well, all right, I kind of have a diverse background. I'm I'm pretty bicoastal. I Southern California years uh, uh, here in New Jersey, which I know we got a little uh, simpatico going there, uh, both being from, from Jersey, but uh, uh, right now, yeah. myself, uh, uh, living in uh, beautiful central New Jersey with the farmlands, and uh, we have a, a, a wonderful um, hot air balloon festival once a year, and uh, it's just been a pleasure to be back in, uh, in the state where I uh, spent a lot of time, and uh, I'm happy to be here now. Um, I've been, been doing some lobbying for the, uh, expansion of the medical marijuana and maybe into more of the, uh, recreational use, uh, uh, aspects of it that, uh, that our new governor is trying to push through. Uh, a lot of that stuff's been sidetracked lately, but, uh, but we're still working towards it. Um, so, so the, you know, my main, my main thing is business development. I, I, I work, uh, as a creative director, uh, um, and, a you know, marketing business development guy for many, many years, uh, just helping small businesses, mostly retail, uh, find new evidence. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. In New, in New Jersey or uh, in, uh, all, all over, over all over. I mean, I don't limit to New Jersey, but, uh, I have been focused on small retail lately. Um, you know, a lot of retail businesses are, you know, have been squeezed over the last, you know, couple of decades uh, by the Internet and trying to figure out how to compete with Amazon and 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 whatnot. And my my strategies for them has been to be a lot more experience oriented. So in other words, finding reasons for people to come to your shop, uh, offering that next level service. Uh, so that people uh, would want to kind of spend some time in your shop, uh, so that people would want to uh, uh, repeat that experience, you know, and and uh, and really uh, let you build your, uh, you know, your brick and mortar by being the the person in your neighborhood that provides what the people in your neighborhood need, right? Uh, because only yeah. you can do that as as a as a small local retailer. And so I, you know, I show them the ins and outs of, of, uh, you know, maintaining that online presence, uh, being available to the wider, you know, sort of worldwide, uh, uh, web, but also keeping it local and, and, and almost hyper-targeting, uh, to the locality, uh, even when you're, you know, broadcasting through all the channels that we have available today with social media and the podcasts like this 
you know, uh, small, uh, um, small messaging videos that, you know, you might do on LinkedIn or through Twitter and other means. Uh, you know, these things all help to, to create the buzz, to keep your name in front of people, to uh, build what we call social proofs, right? So, uh, so we want when somebody is looking for whatever it is your business is doing, uh, they're going to do a search first, right? They're going to go to Google. They're going to type in, I need widgets of all different colors. And, uh, and what's going to happen is they're going to find a thousand and one things that they didn't know they were looking for. And they may or may not find you right around the corner, you know? Uh, so in order for, for that to work for the small business, you have to do things like encourage your customers to, to write those reviews, encourage your customers to like your profiles and engage those customers on those social media platforms by keeping the conversation going outside the store. You know, uh, somebody says, hey, I had a problem with this guy. He wasn't attentive. And you got to respond. But there's a, there's a certain way to respond. And the way to respond is to, is to say, hey, I hear you and I'm learning from what you say and I'm trying to do better for the next time. And that's it. That's all you have to do. There's, there doesn't have to be a back and forth of like, well, we were busy that day and you, you really should cut us a little extra slack or, you know, or, or you came yeah. in and, you know, like you, you don't know what you're talking about. You've only been to the store once or whatever it is. You don't need to engage at that level. You just say, I hear your complaint. Thank you for letting me know. And I will try to do better moving forward. And that's it. And that, and you'll be surprised how much goodwill that buys you uh, as a small business, particularly in these in the retail where you need people to come back in the store. You know? Yeah, that customer retention is huge. Yeah. And yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that kind of almost killing with kindness um, perspective just to kind of avoid any type of risk that's involved with someone reaching out with that type of inquiry from like a marketing perspective. Cause I've definitely seen the, uh, the downside of, you know, making a not proper response to an inquiry like that. And it's, it can get ugly. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You, you get into the tit for tat and, and it's like, no, but we were doing this and, and they come back with, yeah, but you didn't do that. And then, you know, and it's like, it's not worth it. So, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, it's a tap dance, right? I mean, you, you've got to like, acknowledge that, hey, I get it. You came in at a bad moment or we dropped the ball on your particular thing, whatever it, whatever it was. And you notice I don't get specific, right? I'm not talking about the can of business. I'm not talking about old school head shops. I'm not, I'm not, it's I'm everyone. Not talking, yeah. it's any, any this is every, any business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so when you say, when you say that, um, and so it seems like you're playing more of like a, like a consulting role in this, or are you actually doing like the hands-on creative and like digital management and stuff what, as well? Whatever's needed. So, um, so in a lot of ways, like I, I, I kind of hit on this term, uh, you know, you'll see everybody considers themselves the marketing guru, right? How many times do we see that in a yeah. social profile or whatever? <laughs> Um, I, I <laughs> yeah. consider my, I come from an education background. I come from an arts background. Uh, I consider myself the guidance counselor, right? So 
I'm not about trying to, you know, make you one with your customer. I'm, I'm about, you know, like, hey, what is your business? How do you want your business to be? And what can we do to engage those customers? And so, you know, if, if uh, you know, I can take an example from, uh, from the motorcycle industry, right? Uh, I moved from California. I was working with uh, dealerships in the motorcycle industry in California. In, the, in California, motorcycles are a way of life, right? They're, they're, they're not just alternative transportation, but they're people live, eat, sleep, breathe, they're a machine, right? You come to New Jersey and you've got, you know, six months of winter and you don't have that same year round culture, right? So how does a dealership bring business in, in the middle of February, you know? Wednesday night, you're sitting around and there's nobody there. So what do you do? You create some kind of experience that people want to come in for. During the summer, you might have like a, 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 a meetup of bikes, right? Hey, come to the shop. We'll start in the parking lot. We'll go for a little ride. We'll come back to the parking lot. Um, but in the winter, you can't do that. So we started motorcycle movie nights. And so what we would do is we would we would air, uh, you know, uh, play any uh, motorcycle themed movie, you know, whether it's on any Sunday or it's, uh, um, you know, uh, what is it? The world's fastest Indian with uh, Anthony Hopkins, which is a great film, by the way. Um, you know, so we so we show <laughs> we'd show a movie. We we'd bring out the popcorn machine and we'd send out invites. And every Wednesday there would be something. Um, and so. Uh, what we would do is, is we'd have, we'd have a special, we'd, you know, so that, you know, you come in and you're looking for gloves or whatever it is. We got discounts in the, in the parts and accessories department. You sit back, you watch a little bit of a movie that you've probably seen nine or 10 times before. If you're, you know, in, in that culture, right. You've seen a lot of these movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that started a, a, a thing and that thing grew and it kept going year after year and throughout the year so even now during the summer you wander in there on a wednesday looking for what movies play you know um so that's the kind of experience type of of um attraction that that i try to help uh create so uh you know i could go on with other examples i got a candy store near me uh if we want to start bringing it back to the cannabis um, there's a, and it's a chocolate, uh, uh, store, right? They, they, they sell molds, they sell, uh, the ingredients, coloration for, you know, how to make different kinds of, you know, creative chocolate confections, right? So he's having a hard time. Why is he having a hard time? I walk in that store. I see what looks like a warehouse. He's got all, every single kind of, of chocolate mold under the sun, hanging on the wall, stacked up on shelves, cake pans of different shapes, all just, you know, stacked, organized, neat, but just stacked kind of collecting dust. There was nothing to look at. It, you know, it was these molds and, and different utensils and the tools for making the stuff. And he had a big back room in which he was doing classes and he thought that the idea for his business was going to be uh, to become like a, a, a Pino's palette. I'm not sure if you're familiar with 
with this. If they're a franchise and what they do is they sell art lessons. That's what they do. You go in on a given night uh, with your significant other and you sit there, you bring your own beverage, whatever your beverage of choice is. You open a bottle of wine, a couple of beers, whatever it is. And you sit and there's a guy, usually he's pretty humorous or she is, you know, very knowledgeable and, and they walk you through an art lesson and you paint and you drink and you meet the other people in the room. And so what he wanted to do was he wanted to do that for cake decoration and chocolate making, but he's Mm. doing it in the back room. I said, let's flip it. We put all the stuff in storage in the back room. We took, and we put the nice, you know, stainless steel um, cooking, you know, food prep yeah, areas. Chocolate mixers in, and stuff. In yeah. the front window. <laughs> now everybody drives by, they see people making chocolate. They don't see, you know, what looks like a warehouse housing, you know, yeah, cooking supplies. Scaring people away. And, and, and all of a sudden, you've got a reason for people to hang out there. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like really that. like I really like both. I, yeah, I really like both of those points because um, I think that your approach and like those types of ideas and strategies are concepts that get misconstrued. When people think of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are just thinking, you know, logo, website, social media. Right. But there's a whole, you know, there's a whole front side. And especially when it comes to brick and mortar, there's a whole different approach to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, our digital presence looks great. And we have a great brand. But how are things looking when people actually <laughs> come to the store right. and like what's actually bringing people in? And like you said, you know, California weather. You got to bring people back, right? You, you, yeah, people totally, come in once, totally. But if they don't have a reason to repeat that experience, they won't. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked with the motorcycle analogy too, you know, between, you know, California, it's like, People are riding them year round, but in Jersey, that depressing cold right. winter, you know, right. it's like, how do you get? So I think those are really great ideas and great examples. And I, I really hope that people who are tuning into my podcast can, you know, take those examples and learn from them yeah, from yeah. a cannabis and non cannabis perspective. Well, you know, I think I, these are both things that dispensaries need to, you know, keep in mind when they're it's, um, dealing with customers too. It's certainly been my experience that most of the dispensaries that I've walked into have that, you know, it's like depending on which which way they're going, whether they're really clinical and clean and and they've got, mm-hmm. you know, the, the bud tenders that are, you know, serving up the hybrids and, and, and tailoring your your specific choices to, you know, body or mind or whatever you're 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 looking to achieve. Right. Uh, or you're more holistic and you're down to earth and you're crunchy granola, you know. They, there's definitely that experience to whatever dispenser you walk into. And, and, you know, if that experience speaks to you, then you're, that's going to be your go-to, uh, you know, versus, versus something, something else. So, you know, I, I think uh, that in a lot of ways, uh, the, 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 the dispensary experience that, that, that I've had, uh, they definitely uh, touch on a lot of that experience based uh, sort of marketing uh, and experience-based kind of selling, uh, and and mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to call it audience development, but it's you know it's more than that. Um, yeah, customer retention and customer precisely. experience. Yeah, yeah precisely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So have you, so have you been in dispensaries in in both Jersey and California? Uh, I've been. Just... I've been. No, I, you know what? I haven't been in, in one here in New Jersey, and and I'll tell you why because we it's very very closely uh closed off. yeah we, yep. when when they first started it 
they opened six dispensaries for the state of New Jersey. Uh, we're a small state, but we're a densely populated state. Uh, yeah, like so, one of the most densely populated. Right. So, so <laughs> it, it's it's tough to justify six. You know, uh, they've since expanded that to twelve, but it's all very limited in terms of uh, medicinal and the um, the the number of of uh, uh, patients that they can have. Well, it's not so much the number of patients. I'm thinking in terms of what they will prescribe for. Right. Uh, there's a there's, oh, there's a okay. limited yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, list of of uh, yeah. Whereas like yeah. Jer- like California and Colorado, I mean, you can just like go on like you know do a FaceTime with a doctor and get your right get your med card. Right. So it's great. No, so so so, so I've been in in uh, in California. I've been in Colorado. Uh, there's a pretty decent movement in uh, Pennsylvania, and I've been doing some meet and greets and networking events there in, in Philadelphia. And I've met some really great people that are doing some really creative things with the CBDs and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. infused beverages and, and a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, I mean, from, like I said, I'm from an artistic background. I've got like, you know, a lot of creativity and stuff. And, and, and so when I see cre- creative approaches to anything, you know, I'm always like, Oh, what are they doing there? What are we, uh, what are we, what are we talking about here? And I always want to, I always want to pick out how they got to that particular, you know, product or, or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, so yeah, it's totally. always interesting, the, the process to me of, of how you get there. Um, yeah, same here. I love being a part of it too. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, it's a great bunch of people, right? I mean, you know, uh, we're, we're certainly healers, you know? We're certainly, um, you know, uh, I'm going to try and dance around these words here, collectively minded, you know, uh, in spirit, you know, very much about, you know, helping each other. And, and you know, you don't see a lot of uh, uh, those cutthroat business practices that, uh, you know, oh, this guy's got a product that's similar to mine, you know, so I want to stamp him out because he's the competition. It's more like, hey, you've got a, an infused you know, uh, whatever I saw, uh, an infused vodka, I saw an infused tequila and, you know, and, and then one guy was doing uh, cocktails. So it wasn't even like an alcoholic thing. It was just like a juice based thing, you know? Um, so interesting, you know, and, and, and they're like working off each other rather than working against each other, you know, for, for better or worse. I mean, I'm not saying it's the right approach or the wrong approach, but it's just, it's just interesting to me to see how people, you know, bring that in and approach that and, 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 um, you know, uh, like I say, work together rather than, than against, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a community minded, uh, industry for sure. And, you know, unfortunately I've experienced some of the, the folks who are, uh, you know, don't have that same mentality who are in the business. And I think that just goes with any type of business, you know, and, um, uh, so let's let's break down things a little more. I know it's kind of like the start of our conversation. I thought it was funny that you mentioned uh, you being from the yep. farmlands of New Jersey because I, I also am from you know southern New yep. Jersey, blueberry capital of the world. People don't really people don't really think of uh, it, Jersey as a farmland anymore because of the the Jersey Shore TV show for, for everyone. Yeah, no, for us. I I mean it is the Garden <laughs> State for a reason, and. Yeah, no, I was, it's funny it. because my uh, my my <laughs> wife has has a cousin who lives in Hawaii, right? 
and he's all about you know barefoot and surfing and and all of it you know the the aloha co- culture and so he came to new jersey to you know to visit family uh you know uh and we took him around and and he's like wow i'm surprised at how green it is and lush and like you don't you don't yeah. picture that and i'm like uh we call it the garden state you know not for nothing you know so yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's and there's waves there too. I, I've I, I've had a few uh, friends from Hawaii that go back and forth and surf yeah. Jersey in the winter because it's just world class too. So it's people don't think about like beach and gardens, but yeah, it's it's funny. But uh, so kind of breaking down the story more. Um, I know that you you know you're a Jersey guy, Cali guy. You mentioned to me uh, before the podcast you yeah. went to school in Denver. Um, what when was your first experience with? cannabis and like when did that whole passion you know start so um we moved back to the east coast uh so uh got to new jersey where i spent most of my time um uh in you know when i was seven or eight and i have an older that's when we moved that's when you moved to new jersey but i have an older brother and due to some, you know, family influences, my older brother started when he was 11, which means I was nine. And I'm not really wow. proud of that. Um, it, it, I, I, I wish, I mean, it, and it was a time, I mean, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an older guy, you know, this was, uh, you know, in the, in the mid 70s, right? Um, so it, it, it was a time, right there, there. I mean, it was definitely, you know, yeah, yeah, um, for sure, for sure. But so <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not sure how things might have played out a little and a little older when I had my first toke, you know. Uh, but we definitely did not hold back from there, and um, I went on to you know, many, many bong loads. Uh, pioneering the aspect of single hitters where, you know, it's just like a little thing and you just rip that sucker down. And that, that, that was, was you? Yeah, that I, was you know, you. I was going to put my name on it, but, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't, like I said, it was a time. You didn't put your name on anything back then. Um, so, so, you know, the, those types of things. We did, we did a thing that we called bucket rips. And I know there's other, other names for now depth charges and other things, but uh, essentially what you do is you take a gallon milk jug and you fill a five gallon bucket with water and you cut the bottom off your milk jug and you seal a nice little single hitter into the top of the milk jug. The and cap. You, yeah. You, like exactly. Right. Exactly. So you, so you, <laughs> so, so you <laughs> I'm not going to go for the invention, but, but yeah, we definitely <laughs> were pioneers, man. Uh, so, so That's yeah, awesome, pulling man. those. And there was this other thing that we had uh, that I haven't seen since. Uh, and they called it a power hitter. And I know other things have taken on that name at this point. But it was like a pretty good-sized bulb and uh, like a plastic, squeezable, almost like what you might see on, on some of these medical shows where they're, they're bagging someone to, to, to get air in them, you know. Uh, it's like that squeezable bag. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is a squeezable bag. And you put the burning roll joint inside and you just like puff it up and squeeze it out and just, it just slams Whoa. you. So, so, 
Whoa, yeah, you know, and it's one. funny because like now that things are opening <laughs> up and it's becoming, you know, easier to talk, easier More to talk accepted. about, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've looked for them and, and you, yeah, you can't find them. I don't, I don't know. You know, it was, I was, it was a 70s. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should yeah, start our own There we go. Band, I think that's know? the next Sorry. project. <laughs> uh, yeah, high, yeah. High bag, yeah. high bag. <laughs> um, that's really, you know, it's really intriguing because, you know, being from Jersey myself and, you know, both of us growing up during completely different, you know, decades in the, in the, uh, you know, the seventies yourself, yeah. me in the nineties, um you know even when i was growing up you know not much change you know it was yeah i started smoking at a young age people were telling me i was gonna go to hell sure. and become a drug addict and you know Gateway. all this all this stuff um so yeah exactly and it's intriguing that um we both had a similar experience one but two you know that we're both such advocates now and um i i almost feel like i and i wonder if you relate and why i'm bringing this up because I almost feel that I'm such an advocate because of where I grew up and how I was treated being a cannabis user and what I was yeah. told about it. Um, do you kind of feel I, the same I, way? And, I think so. Uh, I think it, it, in, in some respects, yes. Uh, one of the things that I'll say is that I've come around a lot more to the medicinal use. Um, sort of, you know, you see, I, I mean, same. for me, yeah, yeah, for totally. me like, I, I battle with my demons as we all do, I'm sure. And particularly now, like, right. Like during current events, you know, it, it's tough to, to stay creative, to, you know, keep your head above the fray. And, and the reality is that, um, that, you know, a, a small maintenance dose helps me to, you know, to, to get through, uh, focus on the things that are important, my family, uh, you know, the creative work that yep. I do, uh, and stuff like that, uh, to, you know, as opposed to just getting bogged down in, in, in some of the, some of the other, uh, stuff that, that could certainly be consuming. Um, and especially these, especially, you know, and, and I will times. say one more thing, like, uh, you know, the family influences, you know, it, the, 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 the joke is that my mom, uh, was the one who brought it into the house. Uh, so in that respect, I think our, our, our experiences differ, but the fact is that, that she's almost 80 now, uh, has been pretty much a daily user since, you know, for whatever, almost 50 years now. Yeah. 60 yeah. years. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, when she had a little bout with, uh, with cancer, uh, the, the stuff that helped her about it under normal circumstances did not work for her while she was doing her chemo and her treatments and everything else. So she was sort of removed from the aid that a lot of people get from it for, you know, like spurring the appetite and things like that. And she was like unable to use it during that time. And I've, wow, because she well, already well, used I, it I, so much. Yeah. I think it just kind of flipped the switch on her. You know, it, it, it it didn't help her stimulate her her uh, uh, appetite during during the treatments because it, it kind of nauseated her. It just like heightened the nausea, right? So so it that was like Whoa. the one period of time that she wasn't using, and so that kind of like got me really thinking about it and really sort of uh, um, 
you know, focused me in on, on, on what exactly um, it, it are the benefits slash detriments of, of, of using it as, you know, for health, for health reasons uh, and for, you know, mental maintenance reasons. Uh, one of the things that I do now is my joints are getting stiffer as an old man um, as the CBD ointments and topicals that, that really help out, you know, oh, yeah. um, the best. and, and, and then, you know, I, I mean, I'm coming from a background where, you know, I read Jack Kerr's book, you know, back in the day and, and um, you know, like I'm a builder, a woodworker and stuff like that. So some of the construction materials that can be made and, and, and some of these other aspects that, that are barely even being touched on, even in this modern age, right? Even in this age where it's all starting to open up and you can talk about it and you can grow it and you can do all these things. Um, a lot of the, the real useful qualities, I think, are still being overlooked. And I, I think we've got a long way to go where we can, we can really build some, some huge market, uh, you know, paper products, oils, and, and I mean, and the CBD is getting, the, the surface is just being scratched and, you know, but uh, um, protein substitutes. I mean, I use, I use denatured hemp seeds in my, uh, in my smoothies, you know, to add some protein punch to them. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the, 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 like I said, the, the construction materials that can be made from the fibers and things like that. Um, yeah, I know. I saw recently there's like these hemp bricks that yeah. are just fireproof that last longer than any other material yeah. for houses and buildings. It's just, it's crazy. It's just, and we can use it for fuel and it's just crazy how we're not just already, it's like way more environmentally and, efficient. It's just, what I'm realizing is things that make sense. And, and back, in the, back in the eighties, <laughs> you know, when they're, when, uh, you know, uh, Willie, Willie Nelson was doing the farm aid, right. You know, this was, this was a way to save the family farm. It goes right into crop rotation. And I'm talking hemp. I'm not talking cannabis and, and a lot of the wonderful hybrids that are, that are being grown today. Uh, you know, I, I mean, but you can plug it right into uh, a standard crop rotation. It, it, it's environmentally friendly. You can get all your paper needs. You can get your construction needs. You can get, you know, you can use it with cotton to, to make clothing. You know, I mean, it's just, there's just so many useful properties you know, you really can take this thing and, 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 uh, you know, do, do so much good in the world. And, and, but for, you know, a few, you know, rich old men that, that, that wanted to keep, you know, everybody under their thumb, you know, we don't have that available to us. And, and, and I'm loving, I'm loving that it's coming yep. around and I'm loving that it's out in the open and I'm loving that I can call my, my, my assembly representatives and my, and my Congress congressional representatives and say, yeah and that's and that's kind of what i wanted to end on here um before before we go i think that th this conversation has cool. been awesome um no no thank, thank you, you. It's been yeah uh and uh um i just want to end on just you know what you know at, like you mentioned you're doing some um activist mm -hmm. work in the space and you're, you're you've been attending some different um, right. meetups and stuff like that. Is there anything you wanted to share before we end uh, the day you're working on and anything that any way that, you know, me or, you know, anyone's well, listening well, it, can support it, you? you? Know, it's, it's, it's funny because I, I do, uh, I do find it really interesting that as much, as much creative, you know, opportunity as there is, it's still the flowers that are, that are driving the market. And I think I, I, you know, not, not that I want that to change per se, 
uh, because I, you know, like I say, you know, I'm, I'm all about it, but, uh, but I also know that uh, as it comes to maturity as a, a business, as an industry, uh, I'm working with a, a really good friend of mine, um, uh, Karen Adamsbaum, who is an insurance uh, professional uh, for business here in New Jersey. And she's kind of working with a lot of the uh, investors that are trying to come into New Jersey in the cannabis space and, and, and helping them navigate the, the, uh, the, the, the business side of it, the, you know, and uh, the insurance aspects and, and being able to run as a business uh, as opposed to, you know, the black market that I was used to growing up, you know? So, so, so moving towards legitimization, I think is really where, where I, I'd like to see some growth and, and using my creativity and my marketing skills to, you know, to help Karen kind of sell her services to the growing industry and to kind of help that growing industry come in, uh, to New Jersey and be able to position themselves as, you know, job opportunities and investment opportunities and just, just, you know, a, a way to to bring jobs in and, and, and just all kinds of real positive uh, growth opportunities for, for the state of New Jersey, if we could just get our legislators to open it up and, 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 and make it. Yep. So. <laughs> so, I know. so I've, I've made some calls and well, I've, I've well, attended some rallies and I've done some networking and, and you know, I'm, I, I, you know in, in my small ways, I'm taking my baby steps. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, I hope, you know, I would love to collaborate, you know, once things unfold for you a little bit more there. I mean, being from New Jersey myself, you know, um, you know, we've, I've done so much, you know, we're, we're in like 20 different states. You no, know, that's awesome. Brands, I, you know, anything I could do to, to help you um, out too. I mean, you know, we, I, I'm, I'm all in, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. definitely uh, we, we got to take this offline and, and uh, talk a little bit more at some point. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for um, all the information and education uh, from the podcast, and uh, um, you know, and all you listeners out there, you know, I'll share uh, more info and links to Mike's socials and uh, some of his YouTube videos and you know other valuable information from his it. end. I hope everyone has a good rest of the day. Yep, and Mike, John, thank, thank you. Again. I appreciate it. So a lot of fun, soon. and uh, look forward to yeah. talking to you some more about uh, some more. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sounds Peace. good.